Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I'm Charles Payne. I'm Kat Timpf. I'm Stuart Varney. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, May 12, 2022. I'm Eben Brown. Russia still can't fully control a single Ukrainian city. And in the suburbs they ransacked, Ukrainians are trying to pick up pieces. It is just so common here, the death and destruction. It still permeates the environment. And what happened outside of Kiev is just the tip of the iceberg. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Fox News Radio On Demand on the Fox News app. Download the app and just click listen. When you swipe left, you can listen to your favorite Fox News talk shows live. Swipe right for the latest Fox News Radio newscasts on demand. Fox News Radio on the Fox News app. Download it today. The Russians began shelling Ukraine about two and a half months ago. They've blown things up. They've uprooted families. They've killed husbands, fathers, and others who tried staying behind to protect their homes and homeland. But they keep being repelled by Ukrainian fighters. It's been happening again in Kharkiv, the country's second largest city. So Ukrainian forces have been quite successful in making territorial gains around Ukraine's second largest city of Kharkiv. They launched a counteroffensive around this area, and some reports indicate Russian troops, at least in a portion of the border, were actually pushed back into their own territory. Fox's Trey Yingst has been reporting on this war since its inception. He tells us of Russian failures and Ukrainian heartbreak and how Ukraine officials insist on documenting and prosecuting war crimes allegedly committed by Russian troops. Trey joins us once again from the capital city of Kyiv. This is significant because if they're able to do this in enough locations outside of Kharkiv, the Ukrainians will be able to use those forces and that weaponry further east in the Donbass region where intense daily fighting continues. So the battle for Kharkiv would be yet another Russian loss in this conflict, a conflict that they started And it would also allow the Ukrainians to take some of the pressure off their troops who have been fighting for weeks against these Russian invaders. Let's talk about Kharkiv a little bit more. This is an important city. And if the Russians cannot uh, take this city, that is, as you mentioned, a loss, Uh, uh, both, I think, tactically as well as in the in the propaganda war that they're also waging with the rest of the world. Uh, They have uh, not been able to take Kiev, the capital. Uh, they are claiming to have taken Mariupol, but even that is is cost them dearly, the Russians. Uh, so not being able to to commandeer Kharkiv, that's that is a big loss for them, isn't it? Absolutely. Kharkiv is very close to the Russian border relatively. When you look at other cities that have been attacked by Russian ground troops and missiles in this conflict and the fact that they're not able to get supply lines set up well enough and forces forward enough to advance even closer to this massive population center is significant. And it also speaks to the 
resolve and will of the Ukrainian army because they have also taken heavy losses. We have seen a lot of announcements and clear indications that Ukraine is outperforming what many analysts believe they could do, not only from the early days of this conflict, but as the second phase started. But they are certainly taking significant losses, not only of troops, but also equipment, air defense systems. And one common complaint that we hear speaking to officials who are in charge of running not only the army, but also the National Guard, is they need ammunition. They need more heavy weapons. And while the support is coming in from the West, significant support because we're looking at at not only air defense systems and drones, but things like heavy weapons, artillery that can be used on the front line, it's still not enough. And that's really the bottom line here is that this is quickly becoming a war of attrition. It's a war that will not easily have a conclusion. And even the U.N. Secretary General this week said he doesn't see any sort of peace process playing out in the near future. Trey, you've been uh, you've had a chance to visit the town of Erpin, uh, which is outside Kiev, where people are really trying to clean up from the very short lived, I guess, Russian uh, occupation there. Uh, Tell us what that was like when you got to tour the area, speak with people. Tell us what it looked like, what condition it's in and. And are, are people hoping to move back in or are they just trying to grab uh, possessions or, or things and, and, and make a new life somewhere else? These Ukrainians in the suburbs of Kiev are desperately trying to get back to some sense of normalcy. We reported in Erpin for days during the battle for Kiev, and it was often a front line of this conflict. Artillery was slamming into residential buildings. Gunfire was erupting and landmines were littered through the trees that normally would be parks for the civilians living here that turned into battlefields. And very close, actually, just by chance to a location that my team and I stopped in the middle of March. We went to an apartment complex that was taking pretty heavy fire at the time and had been destroyed. And so we were there when the front lines were just blocks away and reporting in this area between Irpin and Bucha. And we moved back through there and just saw some civilians who looked like they were trying to clean up the area. And we stopped and talked to one woman named Anna. And it was her house that she was cleaning up. And it was partially destroyed. And she told us a story of just the horror that her family personally experienced during this occupation of Russian forces in their town. And she describes how her husband was killed by the Russians and his fingers were shot off and his hands were tied behind his back. And it appeared that he had been executed, shot in the back of the head. And his story isn't unique. This is the level of brutality and atrocities that are being committed against Ukrainian civilians. And it was... I think a representative moment of what so many are experiencing. Anna took us into the bedroom that she once shared with her husband and she flipped through photographs and you could just watch her eyes were going back and forth, trying to process these memories, understanding that she'll never see her husband again. And her husband was older. He was 70 and he stayed. And that was clearly for her a difficult thing to process because as we hear so often from Ukrainian civilians, they take personal responsibility for the decisions of their family members. It's a, it's a minute 
reporting fact, but a, a, a piece of our storytelling that we don't always talk about, but it's something that I've seen as a common thread throughout this conflict. Speaking with family members of those who were killed by the Russians, they are processing grief. And to watch this in real time, it's, it's very sad. But she was asking these questions and sort of making these comments about, well, I wanted him to come with me. Why didn't he come with me? And you just got a sense of the pain that she was experiencing. And she's also not alone. It is just so common here, the death and destruction. It still permeates the environment. And what happened outside of Kiev is just the tip of the iceberg. This is taking place also in currently Russian-occupied areas, and also in areas that are on the front lines in the eastern part of Ukraine. We're speaking with Fox News correspondent Trey Yinkst, who is once again reporting from Kiev. On the Fox News rundown, War on Ukraine. We'll have more with Trey straight ahead. The town of Bucha was a, another a town that became the, the, the focus of maybe even atrocities committed by the Russians. Uh, and Ukraine's top prosecutor now has plans to prosecute a captured Russian soldier for war crimes, for uh, a, a, the gunning down of a civilian, a 62-year-old uh, civilian. What more can you tell us about this? And and what more can be done with regard to prosecuting war crimes? It's one thing for uh, Ukrainian officials to prosecute uh, supposed criminals uh, who they capture, but we have the UN for these things, or we're supposed to anyway. In Bucha, just a few weeks after the Russians retreated from this town, we watched as the same prosecutors pulled bodies out of mass graves. And the trauma that this population experienced is just widespread. So many innocent people were gunned down. They weren't killed as often by shells or by rockets. They were killed because these Russian troops were firing on civilians. And so part of what was taking place when we first got to Bucha after the Russian retreat was a collection of bodies and a collection of evidence. And that took place for weeks. There were weeks that went by from when we visited the mass graves that were being exhumed by prosecutors. And when we were still seeing bodies pulled out of the ground in the European and Bucha. One time, just driving along the road, we saw on the left side of the road a car with prosecutors inside, and they had just dug up a, a body that was sitting in the truck next to them. And that was part of the ongoing investigations, the graphic nature of these investigations. They have to find the bodies of the civilians who were killed. They have to document where they were killed, how they were killed. And they have to try to contact relatives and see if they can find out more information. And they've now entered a new phase. We were in Bucha a few days ago, and we spoke to the head prosecutor there, a man that I've interviewed a number of times throughout this story. And he mentioned that Friday would be the day this is going to take place. And it's significant because it is the first time that the world will be able to put a face to the crimes that took place in Bucha. And it will be the first of many opportunities for uh, prosecutors to bring charges against Russians. It's also important to note that, as you said, this is a captured soldier. So initially there were a number of names released of Russians they had found documents from who were accused of war crimes. 
but this is the first time that someone currently in custody will be prosecuted for what took place in the suburb of Kiev. Trey Yingst, our Fox News correspondent in Kiev, thank you once again for being with us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. The Will Kane Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Kane as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.